In today's Live Treasured podcast, the power of spinning a complaint into a prayer request to get what you need to forge ahead into your promised land purpose. Are you ready? Let's do this. women out there. Thank you so much for joining us on the Live Treasured podcast, where we believe that intimacy with God is the key to inner healing and that God can transform your life through the power of his word, one beautiful, bold, brave step of faith at a time. We are inside of our summer podcast slash Bible study series called Shift Your Lips, where we are um, making a determination to change the way that we speak, these tiny shifts in the words that we're saying, to speak life and to change the way that we live. And today's tip is about complaining. Now, we all know that complaining is not a positive uh, behavior. And I'm not talking about being authentic with people or um, getting wisdom or help from people or being real. I'm talking about that Uh, complaining that just does not have a positive result. And I know you know what I'm talking about. So why do we do this? That's where I want to start in our podcast today. And the first thing that I want to mention is inside of my research, I found out that on average, the average person complains 15 to 30 times a day. That's a lot. That surprised me. And at first I said, well, I'm sure I don't complain, you know, 15 times a day. But the more I thought about our podcast series and how, you know, we're bringing awareness to what has become automatic, the more I thought, you know, there probably are times where I'm really not even aware that I'm complaining, but I'm doing it anyway. So what's the payoff? What is the payoff from complaining and why do we do it? I think that we need to start there because when we uncover the why, we'll be able to find that biblical solution to solve it um, with a timeless truth. So the reason why you and I complain is to unload frustrations on people. And that's really, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Like if if I'm frustrated with something, you know, I want to get help. I want there to be some sort of resolution. And so one of the things that I'll do is to unload my frustration on somebody else. And the truth about it is, is that it does get it out, right? And so I do experience a reward from that release And that's why it becomes a bad habit, because there's this initial release that you and I receive when we complain. It's that unloading. But here's the problem. It's short-lived, because people can't solve our problems in ways that God can. And a lot of us are facing giant-sized obstacles inside of our life. In fact, they might be so big 
You know, the enemy might have used them to convince you that you are outside of God's will. But what if, what if the obstacle is an opportunity for you to take God at his word and not shove your knee down and not deny your frustration, but instead of bringing it to a person, bring it to God. You see, God wants to teach us all to be completely dependent upon him. And he needs to be that first go-to. And so in the past, you know, the, the and um, when I would hear, don't complain in the Bible, or it would be taught to me, I would agree with that. But my answer to that was just to deny my needs or to shove them down. And that's not the answer either. The answer is to tell God what we need. It's to go to him first. You see, God wants you to be free. And in order for you to be free, free for a lifetime is for you to be dependent upon him. When we're dependent upon people, Whatever we see as the person that can fix our needs or or whatever it is, you know what? That's idolatry and it's not a place of freedom. And so God is telling us not to complain, not shaking his finger at us saying, gosh, that need that you have is just, can you please just be quiet? No, he's saying that obstacle That uh, lack inside of your life, that unanswered to prayer that's frustrating you from achieving, from walking into your promised land, that's there for you to grow in deeper dependence upon me. Every obstacle in our life is an opportunity to grow our faith deeper And when our faith is deeply rooted inside of the Lord, that's when you and I have amazing lifetime freedom. And that's why inside of the Bible, when the Lord delivered the Israelites from their uh, bondage in Egypt, where they were enslaved by the Egyptians, he delivered them. But then before he brought them inside of the promised land, he led them through the wilderness so that they could learn greater dependence. And you know what? I think I think that dependence is better than deliverance. Sometimes you and I, we want God to just fix things right away and just get, but if God doesn't snap his fingers and do it right away, he's bringing you into a greater level of faith. And once you grasp this concept, the wilderness is no longer scary. And not having what you need right away is no longer scary. And the obstacles that you face, you'll now see them as opportunities because there is no obstacle. There is no lack. There is nothing you are facing inside of your life that God can't handle. And he is saying, just try me in this, right? With whatever you are facing. And so when the Israelites left Egypt, when he delivered them from Egypt, then they traveled through the wilderness. And the Bible tells us in Exodus um, 
13 verses 17 through 18 that God did that because he didn't want them. He didn't take them the shortest route to the promised land because he didn't want them to return to Egypt. He was going to teach them dependence inside of the wilderness. And here's how he did it. So the Israelites are traveling through the wilderness. And in Exodus 15, verses 22 through 27, they are have been traveling for three days without water. And so they are frustrated. They cry out to Moses, obviously, because they are thirsty. And they're saying, you know, there's, there's no water in here. Um, and so they complained against Moses, what are we going to drink? And then Moses cries out to God, and God answers uh, their prayer. And so Moses, um, the Lord shows Moses a piece of wood. Moses throws it into the water that's there. It turns the water from bitter to water that they can drink. And so God answers, uh, he, he answers their need. You know, they didn't have water that they could drink, and then God answered their need. But then... In the next, they had another experience, and it was with food. In Exodus 16, it says that they complained uh, about Moses and Aaron. Verse 3, if only the Lord had killed us back in Egypt. I mean, it was really bad in Egypt, and they're, they're wanting to go back there. There we sat around pots filled with meat and ate all the bread we wanted, but now you've brought us into this wilderness to starve us all to death. And then God answers um, their need through the gift of manna, which was their bread from heaven. And my goodness, they didn't have to cook or prepare it. They just had to go out and gather it every day. That's in Exodus uh, uh, 13. And then um, in Exodus 17, it happens again. There is no water for the people to drink. So they're facing again an obstacle, a lack. And so once more, it says, 17.2, the people complained against Moses. Give us water to drink, they demanded. Quiet, Moses replied. Why are you complaining against me? And why are you testing the Lord? Then in verse 3, it says, But tormented by thirst, they continued to argue with Moses. Why did you bring us out of Egypt? Are you trying to kill us, our children, and our livestock with thirst? And then Moses cries out to God, and God again meets their needs there as Moses struck the rock like God commanded him to do, and the water gushed out from the rock. And so we see these three experiences that the Israelites went through. Um, And I want you to see the pattern inside of this, that there was a lack of a legitimate need, right? I mean, you need water, you need food. And not only that, but it was something that they needed. It was a provision in order for them to press into their promised land. And so I want to ask you a question. What dream desire has God put inside of your heart and you continue to face obstacles and you're frustrated because you don't have what you need to get to the place that you need to go. That I would complain that would be very frustrating. What legitimate need in your life are you lacking right now? And it's causing frustration inside of your life. 
Now, the other thing that I want you to see about this is that inside of these three scenarios, we have Moriah, we have manna, and then we have the water from the rock. God answered their prayer and he provided for them. But then it was like in the very next breath, the Israelites forgot about God's faithfulness. I mean, they forgot about the fact that he had delivered them from Egypt and from Pharaoh. They forgot about the fact that he changed the water from being bitter to pleasant in Moriah. And so then they complained about no food. God supplied food for them, and then they complained again. And so they forgot about God's faithfulness. And you know, I do the same thing. Like, you know, inside of my own life, it's like God will answer a prayer. And then when a new obstacle comes up, instead of remembering what he's done, you know, the enemy has my eyes fixed on, I can't believe God isn't coming through for you, right? And so we forget about God's faithfulness. Then they complained, right? They complained to Moses. They got frustrated. They unleashed their complaints to Moses. They blamed Moses and Aaron. And not only that, but they blamed God. Why did God bring us out there? Um, and and they even they thought that they had made a mistake. You know, we should be back um, in Egypt. And they longed for their abuse of the past instead of forging ahead into God's abundance. So that's the pattern. And then Moses cries out to God and God helps them. There's a lack. They forget God's faithfulness. They complain. They blame. They thought that they had made a mistake. They longed for their abuse of the past instead of forging ahead into God's abundance, trusting him. Moses cries out to God and he helps them. The first thing that I want you to see with this is that realize that not having the provision that you need or opposition into a God-given desire that the Lord has given you inside of your heart doesn't mean that God is not with you or that you are outside of his will. Because many times the opposition is an opportunity to elevate your faith by asking God for help. The second thing that I want you to see is that I think it's important for us. I mean, we, we look at the Israelites and we're like, gosh, I would never do that. I would never do that. But I think we need to think about our own patterns. And I'll tell you about um, two of mine. One I thought of is this. Okay, something goes wrong with Treasured Ministries. There's an issue. There's an issue with um, we're developing this app now. And I don't know, there's like so much in this technology world that I don't know about that, you know, and something goes wrong again with we're trying to put this app together. I Okay, so that's the first thing. Then I freak out, and the, the thought, the negative thought that immediately comes is, I must be outside of God's will. Am I supposed to be doing treasure ministries? Are we supposed to be building this app? Just because there is opposition. Sometimes I'll say this, I should have just stopped and just not taken this new step. 
I blame. I blame like, I don't know, just this company or this stupid technology or whatever it is. I complain. And then I complain to Jim over dinner. Jim is my husband. He's an amazing man. He's incredibly talented, really smart, but he's not God. And so then I bring this negativity into dinner and Jim cannot answer my prayer. And over time, that's not positive for my husband either. Um, here's another pattern inside of my life. Just like the Israelites were delivered, a lot of times, um, and they had to get out of Egypt, um, a lot of times in my journey of setting boundaries, God will tell me to set a boundary with somebody. And that's huge for me because there was a time in my life where I felt like I had to be friends with everybody and I couldn't set boundaries. But so God will tell me to set a boundary and I will set the boundary, but then there will be obstacles, like the obstacle of feeling guilty about setting the boundary or that person coming back and you know, dumping false guilt on me or, you know, being fearful that I'm not a good person. All of those things come and pull me back. And so then I might start blaming the other person, complaining, right? Instead of just staying true to the directive that God had given me and asking for God's help. So we need to recognize that repeated pattern. And I think that once we do, and once we learn from, like we look at the Israelites, what happened to them, 1 Corinthians 10 tells us that we're supposed to learn from what happened to them. We can see these patterns in our own life. And it's, and what I want you to see, and this to me is so huge, don't miss this, because some of you grew up inside of homes where your needs really didn't matter. And it didn't matter if you spoke up about what you needed, it wasn't met. And from that, we can assume that God is the same way. And, and here's the thing that I don't want you to miss. It wasn't that God didn't want them to have water or food or the sustenance that they needed to press into their promised land. You know, it's not the motive, right? Like getting their needs met was not wrong. And see, you and I might hear, don't complain and think, okay, I just won't say anything. And that's not what God says. He wants you to bring your needs to him. It's not the motive, but the methodology, right? And what God wanted them to understand is you are no longer in Egypt. You are free. People do not rule over you anymore. There was a certain situation um, that I had to leave. And leaving meant that I was going to be without something for a while. 
And for a while, I was in this really crazy place, like a wilderness place. But what I knew was that I was inside of God's will. And God just invited me to start praying and asking for what I needed. And I'm telling you what, it was amazing how he came through. And it was the biggest confidence booster inside of my life. See, the, while the, the, when the Israelites were with Egypt, the one thing that they did have is, you know, the, the Egyptians took care of them. Not great at all. But they had food and water. And, and what God was teaching them is you are no longer in Egypt anymore. You don't have to bow down to them or anybody else because I am now your God. You've got a need. I'm right here to fulfill it. And can you see? Because see, here's the thing. Spiritual growth and freedom is much better than being comfortable. Dependence is even better than deliverance. God had delivered them, but he was bringing them through these circumstances inside of the wilderness where their only option was to cry out to him. And he wanted them to have that place of freedom. And you know, when we follow the Lord inside of our purpose, number one, the enemy's never going to roll out the red carpet and make everything all easy. But also, God wants you to be confident in him and he wants you to be free. And you know, dependence upon the Lord, it is such a precious gift to me being a codependent for so many years, which is really a lack of God dependency. But I feel like that this is a journey that God continues to have me on, learning that dependence upon him by being put in situations where the only answer I have is to cry out to God. And when God answers, he does it in ways that are so perfect that are so perfect. Your nurse scripture this week is Exodus chapter 16, which is the the story about uh, in the Bible when God provides through the manna and, you know, and he provides just enough. And the way that God provides, I can't describe it. It's just so priceless. And I think that being in that place of freedom where you know I don't have to run back to Egypt, whoever your Egypt is or wherever that place was anymore, because I now know by experience that I can depend upon God. That is priceless. And that's what every woman needs to have inside of her life. And here's the thing. You all know that I, I mean, I'm like, I, I love reading my Bible. I do. And there's so much power in the word of God. But can I tell you that dependence upon the Lord, that's something 
that we don't learn by memorizing scripture. We learn it through experience. And oftentimes, God will teach us something, and then he will provide circumstances where we can learn dependence, learn to cry out to him, see him answer prayer. We learn it by experience. We learn it by experience. Now, here's the thing that is really great. This has a happy ending to it because in Exodus 17, verse 8, the Israelites come up against yet another obstacle. Um, It's the warriors of Amalek attack them. And guess what? Guess what happens here? There's no complaining. They're obedient. They surrender and they experience victory. Verse 9, Moses commanded Joshua, choose some men to go out and fight the army of Amalek for us. Tomorrow I will stand at the top of the hill holding the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did what Moses commanded and fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Aaron, and Hur climbed up to the top of the nearby hill. As long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hand, the Amaleks gained the advantage. Moses' arms soon became so tired he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on. They stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands. So his hands held steady until sunset. And as a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. And what I loved about this was that they surrendered. There's no mention of complaining. There's no mention of, oh my gosh, let's go back to Egypt. They had victory. And Moses, you know, that is a picture of prayer and the power of prayer. And see, when you and I, when we're faced with an obstacle, you know, it could be somebody attacking a person, you know, it could be a provision inside of your life, whatever it is that's preventing you from going to your purpose, and you take that frustration and need to God in prayer. Instead of trying to fix things, instead of complaining, instead of blaming, you watch how God comes through. Our victory is in surrender. Now, what I love about this is that, you know, every day is an opportunity to experience grace and growth. In other words, three stories we have, you know, Moriah and then manna and then water from the rock. You know, they complained each time. They got angry. They blamed. You know, they said, let's go back to Egypt three times. But then we see this and we see them have the victory. And I love that because I know that I'm still going to have days where I get frustrated and Maybe I feel like quitting or I, you know, listen to the enemy's lies that I shouldn't be doing treasured ministries or whatever it may be, or 
you know, I set a boundary and then I backtrack because I feel guilty and then I complain against the other person. And, you know, I'm, I'm still going to have times like that. But every morning, his mercies are new. Every morning is a new morning for us to tell the enemy that he can shove it because you and I are going to pray instead of complain. And again, It's not that your needs are wrong or bad or that you should stuff them. It is not the motive getting your needs met. It's the methodology. And so anytime you feel like you're getting ready to complain about anything, why not just in that moment cry out to your awesome Abba Father and watch him provide for you in beautiful ways. You know, one of the things that I love to do now, um, when I started practicing this inside of my own life, when I had to leave a, a situation that was not healthy, but it would mean that I was forging ahead Um, And very afraid, like, that I, you know, because I didn't have this provision in my life, like, that Treasured Ministries was not going to succeed, all this sort of thing. And walking through that and not knowing at all where I was headed or how to get there or having the provision for it and see God come through, I feel like now more than ever, I can tell any woman, everywhere, God will absolutely meet your needs. Try it. Try prayer. I think one of the reasons why we don't do this is just because it has become automatic. So if you feel a complaint coming on, don't condemn yourself. You know, don't join in with the enemy like I shouldn't complain because there's probably a very real need inside of you that needs to be met. But bring it to the Lord. Remember his faithfulness. Say to God, God, I've been, you and I have been here before and I remember the time that you were faithful to me. And then name a time when you answered prayer way back then or or whatever it is, and then say, do it again, Lord. I lean on you. I really need your help. I need, and then ask him, I need water. I need food. I need protection. And then you listen to the Lord. And God may give you steps to take. He may not, whatever it is, but whatever he tells you to do, do it. And then you let go of the outcome, how exactly it's going to be answered. And you look to the Lord to answer your prayer. And so that is my challenge to you and to me, that whenever you face a complaint, spin it into a prayer request, because chances are it is not an obstacle that is preventing you from your promised land purpose. It is the very thing that is going to propel you by preparing you to build deeper faith. 
Thanks so much for listening in to today's Shift Your Lip Tip. Hey, I would absolutely love to hear about your journey. So please email me and tell me how this Shift Your Lips journey has gone for you. My email address is Eileen at treasuredministries.com. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Bye-bye.